about a month in, my parents are like, you know, you're working too much. I don't know that you should, you should keep on with this. And, and I just kind of put my head down and, and kept on with it. It's the best thing I ever did. Welcome to the Impact of Leadership podcast brought to you by CCD Technology. I'm your host, Steve Shear, and this is the podcast where we believe that no one drifts into excellence. Join me as I work to figure this leadership thing out on purpose. This week's episode is with Connor Kaloya, Chief Operating Officer and Managing Partner of Big Top Sports and Entertainment. Now, I wanted to zoom in on a couple things with Connor, one of which was how did he go from intern to now COO and Managing Partner of this successful organization? Well, that, among other things, is what we discuss. So without further ado and without me giving it all away, here it is, my conversation with Connor. Connor, thank you so much for sitting down with me, man. Yeah, driving down from, from Madison. Really appreciate it. The hanging out with you is always fun. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of your time, and if you could, just to get us going, a little background on who you are and uh, what we're doing here today. You bet. My name is Connor Kaloya. I'm the Chief Operating Officer of uh, Big Top Sports and Entertainment. That's a, a new term. We've always been Big Top Baseball, um, but uh, as we uh, as we grow and expand, we get into some other, other sports stuff as well. So... Uh, what what I do in that role and in that job is uh, I'm, I'm a partner in uh, one of the operators of uh, four Northwoods League franchises across the state, the Madison Mallards, Kenosha Kingfish, Wisconsin Rapids Rafters, and uh, we have a team in Green Bay as well that we'll be rebranding in, in just a few days. So uh, we're currently the Bullfrogs. Mm-hmm. We, it was an existing team that we took over five years ago, moving into a new facility in Ashwaubenon that opens um, in May. And... Uh, you know, it'll be a new $14 million facility. We felt it was the right time to rebrand. Uh, something that's super, or I shouldn't say super, but very unique to Northeast Wisconsin and something that people connect with is is the, the stew or the soup, Booyah. And so we're uh, going to be the Green Bay Booyah and uh, have a nice little chicken mascot and uh, have a little fun with it. And it's it's a name that, uh, the, the hope, the idea is that give people think like they named the team what? And, uh, it, and it's something that we think as we did our research and focus groups and talk to hundreds of people, it's something that's truly unique uh, to, to Green Bay. And so that, that's why we went in that direction. So we have four baseball teams across the state. Um, we'll be heading into Waukesha in 2020 to have a, a fifth Northwoods League franchise. Um, and then in the spring here in 2019, we're getting into soccer as well. We'll bring a, the, the only awesome. pro outdoor soccer team in the state of Wisconsin to Madison. We used to be big top baseball. Now we're big top sports and entertainment kind of gets, uh, you know, as we get to soccer and then uh, we, we also do some national concerts across the state as well. Okay, so I'm genuinely interested to hear um, more about the, the, the name change. But before I jump into that, the entertainment thing. I remember hearing one of the first times. Now, CCB, we're really familiar with the Kingfish and you guys, and we love being partnered with you. Great partners since day one. Yeah, we, we, we love it. I mean, we, it's right in our wheelhouse, the family-oriented atmosphere, you know, all of that. But the the phrase that you had said in front of all of these partners that are, that are pouring money into the Kingfish was, uh, we're entertainment guys. Yeah. So if you could speak to that for a minute of, I thought you were a baseball guy yep. and you made it very clear. No, 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 this is about entertainment. So what is that all about? Yeah. So our, um, and, and as we evolve, so, so the, our, our first franchise, the Mallards uh, going into their 19th season. So, so on the baseball side, we've been around almost 20 years. 
Um, you know, we, we view ourselves as an entertainment company, not as a baseball company. Baseball is one of five things that are going on in our stadiums at any given time. Uh, you, you come in, there might be a bobblehead giveaway, uh, some kind of in-game entertainment on the field, uh, maybe a B-list celebrity signing autographs, and uh, before you leave, you might see some fireworks. And, and if we were just a baseball company, I think we'd be drawing a fraction of the crowds we've been fortunate uh, enough to draw. You, you know, we... Uh, Drew a little over 580,000 people uh, to our venues last year. Uh, we, we've been able to grow that quite a bit. Our, our growth plan, we hope, uh, you know, potentially in the next three years, we can get that over a million people across the state coming to our events. And if we were just doing uh, sports or just baseball or just soccer, uh, we feel that we, we might not quite have the success that, that we've had. And so, it, you know, we want to entertain. We're customer service focused. And we want good food, good environment, and then a good on-field product from a sports standpoint as well. And, and so, yeah, we're, we're really focused on the overall picture and the entertainment more so than just a baseball. Yes, we want to win. We want to do well on the field. We need more than that uh, these days, especially as uh, demographics are, or, or at least uh, consumer habits are changing, yeah. uh, that, that we need to work a little harder to entertain. And, uh, and, and what went from baseball got us into events and, and, and concerts and then – we're very bullish on uh, on spectator soccer over the next uh, 15 to 20 years. It's been rapidly growing uh, in the last five years, especially here in the U.S., and, and we think that that uh, soccer connects really well with the millennial um, demographic and even uh, folks younger than that. So I don't know much about about soccer. Yeah. So forgive the question if it's uh, kind of obvious, but what what is the difference then between uh, like the Milwaukee Wave mm-hmm. and what you guys are – uh, proposing and doing yeah. in Madison. So uh, Milwaukee Wave uh, ha- have a nice product. They're indoors. They're kind of during the winter months oh, okay. right. and, and slightly different. The last pro team in the state of Wisconsin um, was the Milwaukee Rampage. and They they haven't been around for 15 years. Uh, we're rolling, rolling out in, in Madison this year at the pro level. Uh, it'll be a USL League One, so the third division of, uh, of, of soccer here in the U.S. Uh, professional soccer in the U.S. We'll launch that at Bree Stevens Field. On April 13th. And then uh, we'll, we'll also have a, a fourth division summer collegiate pre-professional franchise in Green Bay as well. Kind of a similar level to what our, our baseball products are at. Um, and, and we do have, you know, our, our sights set on, on uh, growing across the state from a spectator soccer standpoint. Eventually, uh, you know, having, you know, between four to six uh, franchises across the state over the next five years. Awesome. That, that helps. So, uh, shifting gears a little bit, I, I'm. This is what I was kind of laughing with you about before we started recording, and uh, I'm so interested to hear a little bit more about your story and zooming in. Your current role is uh, with Big Top is Chief Operating Officer, Managing Partner. Yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah. And uh, but you started as an intern. I did. Okay, so this is where I could go crazy with questions, but I just want to start <laughs> with. What was the internship that you had when you first started? So uh, uh, the Mallards launched in 2001. Uh, year one, they averaged a little less than 1,000 fans. Year two, they averaged 1,900 fans per game. And then uh, 2003, year three, that, that's when I uh, interned. I was fortunate to intern uh, for, for the, the, the team. And I was hired as a PR intern, public relations intern. At the time, we had two full-time employees, four interns. Uh, we went from drawing 1,900 fans a game to 4,500 a night. And wow. we did that with, and um, we did that with two two full time employees and four interns. So I was the PR intern. Uh, first three innings of every game, I cooked hot dogs, uh, and then after that, I uh, went and moved beer um, and, and helped out with these crowds that were larger than we expected. 
Um, and then, you know, maybe about the eighth, ninth inning, once the game was done, I actually uh, got to like peek at the game before I had to write the post-game story telling people what happened in the game. So uh, like I didn't, it, it was uh, an amazing experience, awesome experience. My business partner now, we always joke about this, but my business partner now, uh, Vern Stenman was the general manager of the team at the time. And we, uh, we didn't have, uh, we had a tight office situation. So somehow I was officed in Vern's office. Uh, as an intern, like Vern didn't have any private space. I'm sitting next to him. And like somehow, you know, this is, uh, what is it, 15 years ago, 2003, uh, a little over 15 years ago. Uh, somehow, like pretty much daily, we'd get into like very vibrant arguments about pretty much, you know, meaningless stuff. And, and here we are 15 years later, still arguing, but we've gotten a lot, we, we've accomplished a few things along the way. Sure. Uh, but uh, but yeah, just a, an awesome experience. And um, I, I do remember, you know, Maybe the first month, I mean, you know, working like crazy, 80, 100 hours a week, like you're just at the ballpark all the time. And it was, it was great experience. But I remember like in June, about a month in, my parents are like, you know, you're working too much. I don't know that you should, you should keep on with this. And, and I just kind of put my head down and, and kept on with it. It's the best thing I ever did. Uh, um, you know, I've, I've gone from uh, that level, uh, spent some time, some full-time employment with the Mallards, spent a little time in college athletics ran a team in North Carolina and then came back to Wisconsin nine years ago. That's when we decided we were going to go from one team to two. That's when we uh, launched the Wisconsin Rapids Rafters. And uh, we've been able to grow it now to, to four teams. Uh, I think the thing I'm most proud of right now in our, our, my career, like when, we, when I came back, we had seven full-time employees. Now we have 45 full-time employees. Uh, seven years ago, we had uh, one employee with, with one kid in the Big Top family. Now there's 17 kids in, in the Big Top family. And, and what used to be a job um, is now a career. We, we're, we're finding employees, getting employees to stick with us for a long time. We have good benefits. And uh, I, th I think what I'm most proud of is these 45 great employees we have and their families that are part of our our bigger family. So yeah, I, I've, I've, just, I've been amazingly lucky. And I think the cool thing about what we do is that you can be an intern and within five, seven, eight years, maybe own part of a team and control your own destiny a little bit. That's good. So that that's that's perfect transition into what I want to park on and, and zoom into just a little bit more is how how did that what what actually happened uh, for you? Because you see, I know you you're humble and you've said several times uh, uh, kind of lucky, and I get that, mm -hmm. I get that. But I've also heard. I don't know if it's Favre that made this up or who made it up, but you know the luck is you know opportunity meets preparation. And uh, you got to be prepared. And then when the opportunity presents itself, well, I just kind of got lucky. Well, you, you worked really hard, it sounds like. So then when you left um, and then came back, you did a good job of uh, summarizing that. But what was it that got you back into the role that led you to where, you at, where you're at now? So you came back from North Carolina, back to Wisconsin, right? Yeah, correct. Uh, what was that role that you took when you came back? And then what was the progression from there to where you are now? Yes. So just uh, quickly, I left the Mallards, uh, pursued a college athletics opportunity in yeah. Denver, the Western Athletic Conference, the conference office. Great experience. Awesome living in Denver. Um, while uh, it was a very, very good experience, I realized that I think I had a little more of an entrepreneurial spirit. They, they, they kind of got me back. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to work for a for-profit entity and, and I, I, I just, uh, while college athletics was great, I was going a little stir crazy at times. And so that got me to North Carolina. Um, and actually, it got me to North Carolina. I, I was a partner in a team in Wilmington, North Carolina. And candidly, um, I was 25 years old at the time. 
uh, got into a bad business relationship, a mm. bad business partnership, got into something that um, w- was different than what was told to me. I think one of the best thing that's, best things that's happened in my career is to go through uh, kind of a bad experience like that at a young age where you can actually recover. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't married yet, didn't have kids yet. It, if I had that bad experience at this stage in my life, it'd be a lot harder, sure. you know, but sure. um, I was able to kind of learn from that and, and take take those lumps. And, and I was trying to, you know, my, my wife, Rachel, and I, we, we were uh, about to be married or just about we'd gotten or getting married and want to get back to the Midwest. And I looked at some other opportunities uh, and actually how it happened, I was talking to Vern Stenman, who's now my partner. Vern was running the Mallards at the time. There was only one team in the group. And I was talking to Vern to kind of get his opinion on some stuff. And he said, hey, you know, the, the league has an odd number of teams. They want to go to Wisconsin Rapids. And uh, and I said, well, why don't the Mallards do this? And I wasn't a part of the group at the time. I said, why don't the Mallards do this? He's like, well, you know, I'm not sure. I said, well, you're the biggest staff. And back in the, you know, 10 years ago in the Northwoods, like the biggest staff was six people in an office. Okay. So I said, this is a big deal. He had a, yeah. he had a big staff. I said, well, you got a big staff. You got six people. Why yeah, don't you, you go do it? It's two hours yeah. away. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't know. And then. The next day he called me. He said, here's the deal. He's like, I'm thinking about doing this, but how about you come back uh, and, and run the Mallards and, uh, and then we'll do this. And, um, and I thought about – talked to my wife a little bit. I was a little hesitant to kind of go back to where I was before, maybe thought I should be doing something different. And uh, I said to Vern, I said, all right, I'd like to come back, but uh, I'd like to continue my education. And I'm just kind of giving you a heads up now that like if I'm going to stay with the group long term uh, – like to get some ownership, and so uh, came back. Vern and did, did a great job launching Rapids. Uh, they've had great success, great success going into their tenth season there. And so uh, I ran the Mallards for a few years, and then uh, I don't know, maybe three to about two, three years later, we started looking at the next thing, and, and that's kind of how we ended up in Kenosha ultimately. And uh, we were launching in the process of launching Kenosha. Green Bay was taken over by the league and needed an owner, and uh, we kind of made a spur of the moment decision. I think we decided in about 48 hours to buy Green Bay. And so we wow. went from 15 employees to 32 in 60 days and uh, definitely went, went through some growing pains, but was able to launch both of those franchises as well. And now we're kind of in another one of those rapid, that was five years ago now. Now we're in one of those rapid growth phases again. Holy smokes. Okay. So um, I was uh, listening, but I did I did take some <laughs> notes here because I there's a couple of principles that I wanted to to pull out and correct me where I might be wrong. Okay. A couple things that I keep hearing from you is you got to work a lot of hours. You got to hard, you got to work hard and go hard after things. Don't burn bridges. Yep. And make mistakes early. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, the best, I mean, I got, you know, bad for the, the sugar coating of it is bad business partnership, sure. but it was rough. And, uh, at 25, at the at that age, it was great to go through it because now, I mean, I think I've prevented missteps since. Sure. The burn bridges thing, uh, you know, is is uh, I, I think the especially if you're um, in a college student or, or yes. just new in the workforce, right. I think the thing I've realized, uh, you know, I'm 36 now. Uh, your career is super long, especially nowadays. People are working until they're 70, 75, or 80. Right. Or who knows what our life expectancy is going to be 50 years from now? But uh, your career is super long and you got to make sure that you, in everything you do, you, you need a short-term vision, but also a long-term vision, making sure that you don't do anything that might close the door in the future. The reason I've had success is I've had great business partners, mm-hmm. Vern and, and Steve Schmidt. 
Um, and now we have a new partner as we get into soccer, Jim Kazmarek. But we, we've got great partners that share a vision, want to have fun, and want to grow businesses together. And that, that's what's really enabled me to to be a part of this. That's all. So that's awesome. And that's where I was I was going with the you're sharing an office with a guy as you're an intern, <laughs> and then you fast forward all these years later, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you uh, come back here and take a whole bunch more risk with me?" So I don't think that he would um, just roll the dice on anybody, you know. So he must have seen in you that hard work and that determination and that vision uh, while you were even in the office arguing about whatever you guys were arguing about Seinfeld <laughs> or whatever else. So um, I'm glad to be, to be hearing this cause I didn't know that part of your story. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I get to experience the Kingfish thing and we get to bring great customers to, to the events, but the behind the scenes, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. In, in Vern, uh, you know, Vern and I run these businesses day to day. We're super involved in them, maybe sometimes too involved. Uh, Vern and I, 95, 99, 100% of the time, end up at the same location. Mm -hmm. I would say maybe – or end up at the same decision point yeah, or whatever it might be. Yeah, sure. But, but, but I would say 1% of the time we take the same route there. Vern is uh, one of the best marketing minds in all of sports, especially minor league sports. Uh, I'm more kind of on the operational uh, side and, and so we definitely – Look at things differently, and that comp, you know, we complement each other in a way that I think balances out pretty well. But uh, yeah, I've been fortunate to find a couple of great partners that have wanted to, you know, come along on the ride, or we decide to go along together. I should say. So, no, yeah. that's good. And and backing up just a little bit. You bet. Um, so as you look back um, on how you got to this position right now, yeah. and you were getting into that internship, uh, what are some you already said some things, but maybe the, what are some other practical pieces of advice that you would give those who are starting to build their experience and may even be taking an internship yeah. soon in something that maybe they think, I don't even care about this stuff? Yeah. So uh, the, the best thing I learned uh, when you're in college, uh, at that age, you're, 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 what you want to do probably changes day to day. It's really important whether it's uh, internships, practical experience, volunteering – get exposed to as many different things as you can do. The best thing I learned from my internships uh, wasn't so much what I want to do. It was more what I didn't want to do. Yep, um, that's good. And, you know, I spent a little time in, in TV and uh, spent a little time in radio and realized I wasn't very good. I didn't have a face for TV, didn't have a voice for radio. Yeah, sure. I was, sports writing was fun, but, I, like, I just didn't see myself doing that for the next 100 years. And, obviously, that industry has changed a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I did all kinds of different stuff. And then I, I landed on... Um, this minor league baseball internship with the Mallards. And, and at the time, I, I was fortunate. I had an opportunity. Uh, I could either go to the uh, – uh, I, I had an offer to do the U.S. Bob bobsled and skeleton group in Lake Placid, New York, um, or I, I could stay in Madison for a summer, uh, live on the lake, and work for the, the Mallards. And I thought at the time, I thought I was going to have a lot of time to hang out on the lake uh, in Madison. I, so I picked to stay in Madison and live on the lake. Little did I know I'd be at the ballpark uh, every the waking hour. Sure. But uh, it ended up being the you know best decision I ever made. And I just realized what I liked about minor league baseball is that you could see you know, every night the the show, the the whatever, whatever you put on for the customers, you could impact it. Mm -hmm. You weren't a part of a 500 person organization. As an intern, you could have, a, you can influence the fan experience on a nightly basis. And um, you know, when you get a packed house with people smiling and having fun, there's really no rush quite like that. I mean, that's why we do what we do. You want to fill the stadium and have people having fun. And if, if they're doing that yep. is a, an operator and an owner, it's a great experience. Well, we've, we've experienced it and we can attest to it. I mean, we, we, one of the, 
one of the most impactful decisions that we've made from a marketing standpoint as an organization was to partner with uh, with you all at the Kingfish. And our customers love it. I mean, they bring their kids, their grandkids. Um, you know, we've got our suite. We have good food, good time, and um, we're well taken care of there. And, and, and we see, we experience, we as your customers, uh, experience the hard work that's going on behind the scenes. So you're, I think... Um, making an impact there. My kids freak out when they get to take a picture <laughs> with Elvis. Um, and we've even uh, had a couple surprise visits from the dancing Elvi yeah. uh, for, uh, you know, our VP of marketing, uh, Melody, for her birthday and that. So that's, it, it is fun. And you're you're being successful from my standpoint, at least my little piece of the world that I've experienced. So we've got some information about what's next for yeah. Big Top. Um, you guys are branching out. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of opportunity for potential internships, new hires, um, engagement from local businesses from an advertising standpoint. Uh, correct me where I'm wrong. It sounds like that is just going to continue to ramp up. And if that's if that is the case, how can students, professors, uh, business leaders listening to the interview, you know, engage with you all? Yeah, we, we've had um, we've been fortunate to have really good success on the baseball side. And I think as we get into soccer, it opens the doors for some people, well, well, the entertainment vehicle that baseball was, it wasn't perfect for everyone. And our research shows one in four people will cross over between baseball and soccer. And from an internship standpoint, um, whether it's internship, entry-level work, or even, you know, we, we're starting to hire as we grow across the state, hiring more experienced, more higher-level employees, um, we're looking more for, for passion and, and energy and, and motivated folks more so than we are experienced. We, we, we think that we can train and, and teach and coach uh, the, the, the kind of the, the culture that we sure. want to yeah. want to create. Yeah. But, but if, if you're passionate about working in sports and, you know, things have changed a great deal too. In the last 15 years, there wasn't, when, when I started as an intern, there wasn't a lot of sports jobs. Now, you're seeing uh, sports management programs pretty much across the U.S. At, at universities and colleges, and there's so many more opportunities to actually uh, not just work in sports, but to have a great career in sports. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot more um, revenue in that 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 industry than there was 15, 20 years sure. ago. So yeah. there's a lot of opportunities there. And in in from a, a partnership standpoint with businesses and, and ticket buyers, like I said, one in four we think cross over from baseball to soccer. So we think as we get into soccer, we're getting into some new territory. What makes us interesting or interested about soccer is really the connection with millennials. Well, it's a family-friendly sport uh, and, and we'll have a great you know, youth audience and youth base. Uh, you know, While we hit millennials in, in baseball, um, we think we'll, we'll have a stronger offering for those companies looking to target millennials as we get into soccer. Fantastic. So if you are listening to the program and you are intrigued by this, um, reach out. So what is the best way for them to, to contact you? Should they go to the website? Should yeah, they hit up an email or what, what should uh, they do? Email uh, Connor, C-O-N-O-R, at BigTopBaseball.com and, uh, or call any of our, our teams you, you know, uh, across the state. And we're, we're always uh, looking for, uh, you know, as we grow, especially young talent that, that wants to work you know, those folks that might be looking for their first first opportunity in sports. That's awesome. Thank you, Connor, so much. And it has been fun. Yeah. Um, I, I, for those of you that are listening in, you could tell there's some excitement on both ends of the table. The reason we can do all this fun stuff is the great partners we have, like CCB, who's been with us since day one, one of our four founding partners. And uh, we're really fortunate to have these great corporate partners across the state. Thanks, Connor.
All right, the takeaway and action item for this episode. First, the takeaway. Do not burn bridges. You never know. The person that you're sharing the office with right now, you might end up being their boss someday. So think about how you're conducting yourself on a daily basis. Action item. Think of one person that you can encourage with Connor's story this week. An intern, a son or daughter, a student who is struggling to figure out what they're going to do with their life. Tell them Connor's story or just forward the podcast to them so they can hear that sometimes you just work hard and back into what you're going to be. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. And as promised, the winner of the iPad Pro giveaway is Madeline Hoover. Thank you, Madeline, for the review and for listening. I'd like to deliver the iPad myself, so do me a favor. Shoot an email over to me at impactpodcast at ccbtechnology.com so that we can coordinate schedules and I can get that iPad to you in the next couple weeks. For all of us here at CCB, thanks for listening. 